are the Canadian Real Estate News headlines for Sunday, June 28, 2020. I'm David Douglas. According to an article published in Mortgage Broker News on June 25, 2020, when COVID-19 shut down the Canadian economy in March, homeowners across the country, facing the prospect of falling behind on their mortgage payments through no fault of their own, panicked. Desperate to keep their heads above water, these borrowers were thrown a lifeline by Canada's major financial institutions, who offered them the possibility of deferring those payments for six months. Canadians flocked to deferral programs. The Big Six reported that they had allowed deferred payments on more than $180 billion of residential mortgage and real estate secured loan balances in the months prior to April 30. CIBC alone had offered deferral options to 108,000 customer accounts. As of May 21st, the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation reported that 27% of its mortgages in Quebec were in deferral, 26% in Alberta were deferred, and 21% in Ontario. Mortgage deferment has so far helped prevent a wave of panic selling that could have sent the housing market into a catastrophic freefall. In that regard, it has been an overwhelming, unarguable success. But recent discussions with some of the country's top mortgage brokers show that Canadian borrowers are still unaware of what deferring their mortgages means or what effects the process might have on their future relationships with lenders. In late May, a Greater Toronto Area-based mortgage broker, who wished to remain anonymous, explained that a customer showed him the most recent credit report he had received from his big six lender. Prominently featured multiple times was the phrase, Mortgage Deferred Payment Plan. There could be thousands of homeowners now facing the prospect of dragging their damaged credit reports, which they assumed would remain healthy even after deferring their payments, to lenders who will now have far less interest in working with them. Dave Butler of Butler Mortgage explains that credit credit bureaus like TransUnion and Equifax have said deferrals won't show up as negative credit events on the credit scores they manage, but banks have not made the same promise. Mortgage Broker News reported on June 23, 2020, that Ontario had approved a commercial eviction ban until August 31, 2020. The Protecting Small Business Act, which also reverses evictions, is applicable to businesses that qualify for federal and provincial rent assistance from May 1st until August 31st. The duration matches the recent, uh, recently announced eviction ban of Alberta. According to an article published by CTV News on June 12, 2020, the pandemic that ravaged Canada's economy and caused widespread unemployment has also caused interest rates to fall to near-historic lows. RateHub.ca, a website that tracks rates from dozens of lenders, reported as of the week of June 12th, on a five-year fixed mortgage, HSBC was offering the lowest rate at 1.99%. On a five-year variable, again, HSBC had the lowest rate of 1.75%. The article went on to say that with an uncertain economy and COVID-19 still a a threat to prosperity, low rates are likely to remain for some time. I checked HSBC's website on June 28, 2020, and according to their site, a five-year fixed close term quick close rate was 2.14%. 
Their site went on to say that for a very limited time, you could get a special rate when you transfer your mortgage to HSBC and close within 60 days of starting your application. The offer runs from June 15th to August 14th, 2020. On June 4th, 2020, CMHC released a statement indicating changes to their mortgage underwriting criteria. According, according to this statement, CMHC predicted a possible 9% to 18% decrease in housing prices across Canada in the 12 months following June 4th, 2020. As a result, beginning July 1st, 2020, on all, new, on all new applications, CMHC will only allow a maximum gross debt service ratio of 35%, and that's down from 39%, and a maximum total debt service ratio of 42%, down from 44%. Additionally, at least one borrower must have a, a minimum credit score of 680, up from 600, and non-traditional sources of down payment that would increase indebtedness will no longer be allowed. Meanwhile, Canadian Mortgage Trends reported on June 8, 2020, that Genworth and Canada Guarantee would not be adopting CMHC's new mortgage rules. Genworth MI Canada Incorporated confirms that it has no plans to change its underwriting policy related to debt service ratio limits, minimum credit score, and down payment requirements, the company said in a release. Similarly, Canadian Guarantee said it confirms that no changes to underwriting policy are contemplated as a result of recent industry announcements. Those are the headlines for Sunday, June 28, 2020. Coming up, Calgary's mayor deals with the issue of illegal basement suites in a very unique and inspiring way. Since being elected in 2010, Calgary's mayor, Nahid Nenshi's goal to allow secondary suites in all Calgary neighborhoods has been at the top of the mayor's list of 12 better ideas for Calgary. Mayor Nenshi argued this would provide more affordable housing for all Calgarians, helping to open the rental market, reduce Calgary's high cost of living, decrease the number of homeless, and help the economy grow. The City of Calgary defines a secondary suite as a self-contained living space consisting of a bedroom, bathroom, and kitchen located within or on the same property as a single-family home. They're often referred to as basement suites or mother-in-law suites. According to an article published by the Calgary Journal in April 2014, at that time, in order to develop a legal secondary suite, the neighborhood had to be zoned to allow for them. If not, the homeowner was required to apply to the City of Calgary Development Authority for a new zoning permit and ensure that the building and property met very specific requirements, such as maximum width, separate furnaces, entrances, and so on. The article went on to say that worries around lack of parking, renters' behaviors, and privacy for homeowners has led to a not-in-my-backyard attitude for many, particularly in older established neighborhoods. Neighbors could appeal the development of a secondary suite to the City of Calgary Subdivision and Appeal Board if they didn't want one in their, in their neighborhood or feel it should be cha- changed somehow. If a homeowner's application for development of a suite was denied by the development authority, they could also file an appeal to the board. The mayor believed in 2010 that at the time, Calgary had between 30,000 and 50,000 illegal basement suites. He said that legalizing suites across the city would make them safer for residences as they would be more closely regulated. At the time, the city only investigated illegal illegal secondary suites 
when a complaint was filed. Illegal basement or secondary suites in single-family homes is certainly not an issue that is exclusive to Calgary. In Winnipeg, for instance, an area that surrounds the University of Manitoba has many streets with homes that appear to be single-family homes, but either have secondary suites or rooms rented to students. What is unique in Calgary, though, is the city's approach at dealing with illegal secondary suites. According to an article published by Global News in March of 2018, prior to 2018, when an owner wished to create a secondary suite, an application to change the land use designation of the property would come before council for approval. Often, presentations would be laced with tales of woe, hardship, or other extenuating circumstances as to why applicants felt their bids for suites were worthy of council's rubber stamp. The process was protracted as neighbors would appear often to vice their opposition to the project. Calgary was the only major city in Canada that continued this ridiculous system of forcing people to come to city council meetings and beg for the right to do something with their own property, Nancy said. Beginning in early 2018, the city of Calgary has made some significant changes to encourage homeowners to legalize secondary suites. Starting in 2018, property owners could take their applications to city administration, where it would be evaluated against a set of planning guidelines and policies, which are instituted and can be adjusted by city council. Additionally, R1, RC1, and RC1L residential zones had now been given the ability to apply for a secondary suite on a discretionary basis. The city also made it easier for for owners of illegal suites to apply for the proper permits to bring their suites up to code. This was a change the city said should encourage more owners to commit to upgrades. A mandatory registry was also introduced, uh, but with a two-year amnesty that initially ended in mid-2020, in which the development permit fee and suite registry fee were waived. The City of Calgary's website now indicates that fees for development and suite registry have been waived until December 31, 2020, and the deadline for all secondary and backyard suites to be on the suite registry is now extended as well till December 31, 2020. I'm assuming that's because of COVID-19. What is unique about Calgary's approach is the city's decision to make the process easier for homeowners while also encouraging compliance by waiving some fees and giving time for owners to comply. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. You can download or subscribe to the show at crenews.ca, or you can can search for us on your favorite podcast app. And you can email your feedback and comments to crenews at outlook.com. I look forward to sharing the real estate news with you next time. I'm David Douglas. You've been listening to Canadian Real Estate News. Have a great day.